Welcome to the Into Your Hands Father Book Study brought to you by Come Follow Me. Today our reading can be found on pages 42 through 44 and it's titled A Healthy Memory. I love one of the initial statements in this section. It says, It is thanks to memory that I know myself to be identical to the person I was 10 years ago. My identity is dependent upon my memory. We are called to find freedom and joy in who we are, to find our identity. Now, in the church ministry world, it's common to hear this. I'm, I'm trying to discover my identity as a son or daughter of God. What does that mean? Who are you? And and oftentimes we can play these like kind of exercises or games with people about really saying like, it's not about the things that you do. Like, tell me about you. Well, I play this sport and I enjoy this hobby. No, those are things that you do. Tell me about who you are. And Stenison says, our identity is dependent upon our memory. And this section, A Healthy Memory, really deals with this reality of remembering truly who you are. Through, through your memory, through your memory gives your identity. All of these things, all of the things that have happened to you have made you who you are. I remember a theme from a big conference from the communion liberation movement. It was reality does not betray us. And I've spent a lot of time really thinking about that. Reality does not betray us. If we can come to coincide with and partner with and understand, relate to reality, it will not betray us. We can't be afraid to face reality. Again, many times over the years as I meet with individuals, this is something that comes up. They start to realize the effect that some of the things that happened to them when they were younger has on them. And one of the hardest things is just simply to admit it, to be able to recall it or remember it. And many times I've had someone who has discovered that their parents drinking or money problems have made a bigger impact on their life than they ever have imagined. Or if they're looking more so at themselves or finding, finally coming to admit and say out loud that they've been, that they've done horrible things, that they are a sinful person. I've had people talk about how they, it's the first time they've said openly or verbally that they had an abortion or that they were sexually abused. And there's something powerful Stenison is telling us by allowing that to exist and be known in our memory as it gives us our identity. And rather than push it away, we embrace it for it is part of who we are. Now, this isn't the same thing as saying, well, your parent was an alcoholic, so clearly you, there's there's something I can assume about you, really in a negative sense because of that. Like you're going to have all these tendencies, and some of those things like are statistically true, right? I think the thing that Stenison is getting at is 
we can find freedom in those things by being able to admit those things and to see and embrace those things. But the goal in our memory, and I've actually, I've recently read a book on a, on abuse, um, working through some of the stuff in my own life. And that actually talks about how psychologically we are, our minds, our memories actually tend to push things away. A victim of abuse actually has a hard time remembering good things from their childhood. The only things they remember are the bad things. And God wants to heal these things and give us a healthy, full memory of who we are. And we must not be afraid of that. Finally, he says, our memory becomes healthy to the extent that we surrender our past to God and know that it is more his past than ours. Our memory must coincide with his memory. This is why praying with scripture and allowing God to speak to us and to reveal to us what he sees and knows can be so powerful. Today, may our memory begin to more so coincide with his memory. God, heal our memory.